This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, thanks very much for being with us. Uh, first of all, I hope you enjoyed the season as much as we did. Uh, obviously, your goal is to be playing playoff games right now, and unfortunately the Rays will not be in 2018, but I don't think it's that far away or hard to fathom the thought of next year even, the Rays being in a postseason situation if everything breaks right for them. And I think there was so much energy and enthusiasm coming off the end of the season, and I had so much good content from the weekend that I was unable to use in our last This Week in Rays baseball show, I figured why not put it together in a podcast. So a lot of it came from the minor league awards that occurred on Friday. Um, We fit a couple of those interviews in there, Nate Lowe and Brock Burke, but we had a lot of others that we didn't incorporate, so we figured let's use them on a special podcast. And uh, since the season was so special, on Sunday, before the Rays played their final game, I had a chance to sit down with senior VP and GM Eric Neander and asked him if the Rays record even was a little bit surprising to him. In a word, yes. I think we felt we'd be competitive, but to suggest that we saw... This number of wins as likely, and to, it's when you're introducing 22 rookies, you know, 23, excuse me, um, lost count, uh, to, to suggest that you, you know, uh, would believe to be at this point at the end of the year. I, no, no, I, I felt we'd be competitive. I think we felt we believed in a lot of the young talent we have. The what we communicated about our expectations in the spring was honest. Um, you know, but in continuing an honest theme, I, I think we, we thought, you know, a good chance to win as many games as we lost, maybe a little bit more than that if some of the young guys step up and acclimate faster than, you know, what would be reasonable to expect. But, you know, to be in a territory where we're talking 89-90 wins here, no, that's that's certainly, um, you know, been a, been a pleasant surprise to, to end up in, in that territory. Did their acclimation accelerate what you're trying to do now because they have – exceeded more or do you have to look at some of these guys and say well did they overachieve how do you how do you, how closely do you look at that now i think you have to look at it very closely you're still dealing with young players you're still dealing with a lot of you know guys that are getting their feet under them at the major league level and the game's littered with examples of players that burst onto the scene you know have a wonderful rookie year and then struggle in year two and you know, I, I, I think he, <laughs> you want them to do what they did this year. You want the group as a whole to play at the level they did this year. You wouldn't ask for anything else. But um, but with that, you know, there's a chance that some guys will come back to earth, that they'll, they'll go the other way, they'll experience some struggles that will benefit them in the long term in year two. 
and you have to protect against that. So, you know, you, you have to be mindful. I, I don't think we're going to be thinking, you know, okay, we won 89, 90 games, and they're young, and therefore they'll get better, and we'll win 95 next year. I think we've got to think through it a lot more carefully than that, while making it, I think, very clear to everyone that we are very excited about the the young group that we've assembled here and uh, believe their future is really bright. And based on that last comment, you do want to keep, though, a core in place. It's kind of deciding which players are part of that core. Yeah, I think the there are many things about the game of baseball that are individual. You're in the batter's box by yourself, you're on the mound by yourself, you're fielding a ground ball, fly ball by yourself, but uh, there's there's so much more than that when it comes to just creating a team and a culture and, and the chemistry of it and the care for one another when you're coming to the park every single day and, uh, and, and grinding your way through the season. So I think, you know, having a young group that's not that's talented individually, but also cares for one another, connects with one another, knows one another. Um, that's that's something you really need to take things to a higher level and, and something that we want to assemble and that we want to keep together here for a while, and we're in the early stages of doing that. Where did Blake surprise you? Um, it's a good question. I, I think last year probably was more surprising than this year. You know, if you said... One Blake Snell year is going to look like this. One's going to look like this. I think this year has come, you know, if you were two years, rewind two years ago, I think this year would, would have been less surprising than, than last year. Um, but, look, he he had a difficult year last year, and he found every positive in that experience, and he took that into the offseason and made himself a better pitcher. He worked harder. He prepared harder. Um, he, he took... Uh, his craft a lot more seriously and not that he didn't prior but he came into spring training and the first pitch is 97 he's ready to go and just there was no let up so you know I, I don't know what about that is necessarily surprising if I had to pick something I think it's she could probably say the fact that he had four pitches that he could go to on any given night with the ability to use them and for a young pitcher usually when they're bringing four pitches to the table it's one a night, it's two, it's three. Uh, very rarely is it four, and it seemed like almost every time out, especially down the stretch here, he had four, and that's something that usually comes later in a, in a pitcher's career. Was the opener better than you thought it would be, and how? Uh, I think, you know, the, the opener gets a lot of attention. We were very experimental, for lack of a better term, with our pitching from day one, and some of it by design, some of it by necessity when when injuries struck. I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, the role of the opener and, and, you know, that formation of a pitching staff, I think, was easier to process than some of the things we were doing in the early going. At the end of the day, it kept runs off the board. We whatever you're doing if you're keeping runs off the board at you know an above average clip you'll you'll take it and we were able to do that so um the success of it uh, how much of it was the opener how much of it was the way we deployed pitchers how much of it was the talent of the pitchers themselves it's hard to say you'll never know but um you know i i think glad it had the success that it did i'm glad that our pitchers and team were able to buy into our coaching staff and, and what they believed and you know with respect to getting the most out of our group so um, at the end of the day was it a surprise we thought it had a chance to be more effective um, we have nothing to compare it against but uh, the fact that it did keep runs off the board and you know our guys had success in the roles they were in uh, was something that was a positive and however you want to define that and as good as this year was Boston and New York both have over 100 wins they're both double digits or close to it ahead of you what are your biggest needs 
or where do you want to improve the ball club the most in the off season? Well, I, we have a lot of young talent. Um, how it best fits into the most competitive team going into 2019 is something we're going to have to work on. Making sure we have the right balance, making sure we have the right depth, and how to achieve that when you're so young. You know, your your starters are going to be young. If we don't do anything, our bench is going to be young. You know, our bullpen's going to be young. Our everything about our team will be young. And uh, being patient with their growth, uh, but also not wanting to miss opportunities to to hit the gas a little bit and to supplement them with the right accomplished, talented veteran players. So, um, you know, I don't think we can be too worried. Uh, about where Boston and New York are in a sense and trying to, to play their game. That's that's usually something that's not going to work out well for us. We just have to take a good look at what we have. The guys, how we expect them to develop going forward, protect ourselves a little bit. And if there is an opportunity to add from the outside to a group that we believe is young but also extremely talented, we're going to you know look to do that. Congratulations on a really good year. Good luck this offseason. Thank you very much and appreciate all the support from our fans. That's Ray's GM and Senior Vice President Eric Neander. We thank him for being with us on the podcast. Now, a lot of the remainder of this show will be focused on the minor league side. Uh, on our last podcast, we mentioned we had Nate Lowe, Player of the Year, and Brock Burke. He was the Pitcher of the Year. The Defensive Player of the Year was a local product. He was from Florida State. That's Taylor Walls. He had a terrific year at Bowling Green, where Baseball America named him the top defensive shortstop in the Midwest League. And I asked Taylor how excited he was to win an award like this, and he certainly was honored. I guess uh, I'm just kind of in shock to be here right now, I guess. But, you know, all the hard work that I put in the offseason and, you know, everything leading up to this day just kind of paid off. And to get rewarded for something like that, I mean, it's an honor. I mean, yeah, it's very humbling. And, uh, I mean, to go out, like, even in instructional league, just to go out and have people competing with you defensively and offensively every single day, you know, just keeps you trying to, you know, perfect your game and get a little bit better than you were the day before. So, I mean, as long as I got good guys around me, you know, and I stay humble, I feel like, you know. The well, you also were on a pretty good team, too, that won 97 games. What was that like, and what did it mean to win a championship? I know you won a lot at Florida State. Well, I mean, it's, it's easy to have fun when you win, and when you have guys like that around you that just love to win and love to compete, you know, just wake up every day with a smile on their face, you know, ready to get to the ballpark. It makes things a lot, you know, more fun, and it's just more exciting to be a part of. Tell me what the group was like uh, and what it was like to play for Albie. Uh, well, I actually had the opportunity to play for Albie the year before, too, so having him two years back-to-back -back as manager was, you know, just awesome. You know, I couldn't ask for a better, you know, group of guys to, you know, coach us up. Um, I mean, just having that, that type of coaching staff just to kind of keep everybody, you know, on their toes, just kind of lose, relax, you know, never to get too uptight, you know, whether we lose or win, to come in the same day the next day. I mean, it was just kind of awesome. How did your body handle the rigors of a full season? Because it is different than a college season by a couple months. Um, a lot better than what I had expected, you know, or a lot better than what everybody had talked it up to be. I felt like my first year coming in after the college season and playing a half season in Hudson Valley, that uh, this full season of Bowling Green was a lot easier to take on as far as physically and mentally. I just felt like last year, you know, starting college ball in February and then not finishing pro ball until, you know, September, it's just – I felt like that was a, took a lot more toll on my body than this full season did. What do you want to do now in the offseason to kind of prepare for next year? Because obviously you want to continue to grow and improve. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I mean, just kind of the same things I was, you know, doing last year, you know, change up a few things in the weight room to, you know, work on some things that I might need to work on a little more than others. Uh, offensively, you know, just work on driving the ball to the gaps, you know, getting on base, um, scoring runs, you know, defensively, just keep doing what I'm doing, you know, perfect the little things that I feel like I need to work on and just keep those things that I feel like I'm really good at where they are now. That is the defensive player of the year in the race system, Taylor Walls. Now, for the better part of the year, his double play partner was the base runner of the year in the race system. That's Vidal Brujan. Vidal did something that no Rays minor league player had ever done. He had more than 50 stolen bases. He had more than 100 runs scored in the same season. Even Carl Crawford didn't do that in the minor league. So special kid through translator Manny Navarro, I asked Vidal what the award meant to him. Bueno, primeramente gracias y primeramente le doy gracias a Dios por todo. Me siento bien, muy bien, gracias a Dios porque se está viendo el trabajo, el esfuerzo que estoy haciendo más dentro del terreno y fuera del terreno. I thank God for the for everything. God, God has helped me out to be out on the field and have that opportunity. And the hard work that you put in on and off the field, it, it's paid off this year. Why were you so successful this year? Por qué fuiste tan exitoso este año? Muy trabajo, trabajo fuerte, enfocado, que fue lo importante y dándole las gracias a Dios por todo. Siempre orando y teniéndola el de presente y trabajo, trabajo, que eso es lo muy importante. Work, work, work and work, hard work and, and staying focused in the work that I'm doing um, and then just having those opportunities to, to continue to work. Where did you improve the most this year? Donde mejoraste más este año? Uh, best runner, best runner, it's good. Me sentí bien también en todas las posiciones. I'm doing En todas las posiciones me sentí bien, bateando, pero donde me sentí más mejor fue robando bases, que fue mi éxito. En most aspects of the game I felt good, but uh, hitting I felt really comfortable, in it, but I think the base running part and stealing bases was definitely my, my, uh, my strong point. What does it mean to win a championship? ¿Qué significa ganar un campeonato? <laughs> Una alegría bastante grande, que en realidad no son muchos que lo ganan, and it's, it's an excitement that you can't compare to much. Um, not a lot of people have a chance to win that ring, and I'm very fortunate to have been on a team that was able to win a ring in the championship. Uh, where do you want to improve next year? Donde quieres mejorar el próximo año? Defense. Defense. I, I like to improve my defense a little bit more and, and continue to have what my strong point is, which is base running. Uh, how excited or significant to be number one pick in the Dominican Winter League? Que significo de primero? Obviously, it was it was a joy to be able to be the first pick. I didn't expect it, uh, but you know results show that 
I had a pretty good year, and they noticed that, and so they I got the first pick. Felicidades. Thank you. And that's Vidal Brujan, who again had a terrific season, finishing the year in Charlotte in the regular campaign, coming back to Bowling Green for a playoff run where he won a championship. Now, he was joined on that team in Bowling Green and Charlotte by Carl Chester. Now, Carl Chester won the Eric Walker Award, and that recognizes uh, a former Rays farmhand who had passed away due to a boating accident who was very community-oriented. So the Rays recognize someone who is very involved in the community. So that said, let's hear a little bit from Carl Chester about winning the Eric Walker Award. Oh, it's special, you know, uh, just to be recognized in the group of guys is just uh, amazing. To get a community award, why is that so important to you? Uh, you know, it's funny, I was talking to my parents, and it's just baseball has given me so much, and to kind of give back to the kids and fans you see in the stands every night is, uh, is really something that I appreciate and like a lot. You did so many different things, working at the team's camp and helping kids with Down syndrome and helping kids to read. What did you get the most out of? Uh, just seeing them uh, bring a smile. You know, whatever they're doing every day is something I want to take into my life and uh, come to work, you know, the baseball field with a smile every day. What was this first full season of baseball like at the pro level for you? Uh, you know, you hear a bunch of words and uh, from other guys, but just going through it, uh, you know, it's long obviously, but it was, it was good. It was a good time with the team I was on and we had a lot of fun. You got promoted too. What was that like? And then what was it also like coming back to Bowling Green for the championships? Uh, I was actually, you know, bittersweet because, you know, I wanted to be there for the, the playoffs, but, you know, to get moved up is always a good thing, you know, to play well in Port Charlotte. But then to get the word that I'm going back to finish off the playoffs was, uh, was awesome to go back with the group of guys that I played, you know, most of the season with. That is Carl Chester. Again, he was the winner of the Eric Walker Award. Now, I also spoke to several other MVPs for the respective teams, including Jesus Sanchez. He finished the year in AA Montgomery, but he spent the vast majority of the season in Charlotte, where he was named the team MVP, even missing the last month of the season. Shows you how special he was there. Through Manny Navarro, we had a chat about, again, winning that MVP award. Bueno, significa mucho para mí, ya que es el número cuatro. Eh, me siento muy, muy feliz y yo sé que mi familia también, el equipo también, se siente muy feliz. It's very significant to me. It's the, the fourth time I've won it. Um, I'm very happy. I know my family's very happy and, and I know the organization's very happy and I'm also very happy about it. Why were you so successful this year? Porque fuiste tan exitoso este año. Porque me mantuve muy enfocado. Eh, haciendo lo que sí sé hacer y no tratar de cambiar ni tratar de hacer demasiado, sino seguir en lo que sí me enseñaron, lo que me enseñaron. Just to stay as focused like I always have been at with the work that I do and um, try to maintain the, the work and the, the success I had in the past and to continue to work on it and stay as consistent as I could be. Where did you get better? Where did you improve this year? ¿Dónde mejoraste más este año? ¿Dónde mejoré? Bueno, mejoré mucho, mucho en el outfield. Mejoré bastante, mucho, de verdad que sí. Yo mismo estoy muy sorprendido de lo que yo he mejorado. I, I got better in the outfield. I even surprised myself of how much I improved in the outfield. How? Come. Bueno, trabajando con Skitter, trabajando también con, 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 Ah, uh, tira o, o routes or? ¿En qué parte con Skeeter? ¿Cómo 
en, en tirar, en... en despegue, o sea, cuando da un batazo, reaccionar rapidísimo con la pierna y etcétera, etcétera. The, the first step reactions, being able to take the right step, get there as quick as we can. What did it mean to uh, play for a championship? Uh, ¿Qué significó jugar para un campeonato? Wow, ya que fue mi número 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 tres en play en playoff. De verdad que siete años yo yo quería ganar. Este año yo quería darlo todo por lo todo. Yo me todo por lo todo pasé champion, pero realmente eso no no se pudo. Pero di lo mejor de mí. Eso eso fue lo que más me motivó, lo que más me encantó. Uh, this is the third time I've been in the playoffs, and I, and I wanted it bad this year. I wanted it, I wanted it really bad. Um, I did everything I could to stay within myself and, and play as best as I could. Next year, próximo año, eh, where do you want to improve next year? ¿Dónde quieres mejorar el próximo año? Bueno, ahora mismo estoy mejorando, o estoy trabajando en lo que es rompiente en cuanto a bateo. Rompiente, porque cuando yo llegué a doble A, yo vi mucho, mucho rompiente, y estoy trabajando en eso. Uh, what I'm going to be working on is just be able to drive the ball and, and really square up balls and the, the higher levels you get to you realize how much more they barrel up on some balls and I want to do the same. Felicidades. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you've heard from the Charlotte MVP. How about the one from Bowling Green, who might be the best catching prospect in the organization? Ronaldo Hernandez with more than 20 homers, nearly 80 RBIs on a championship club with the Bowling Green Hot Rods. And uh, we touched on him winning en MVP. Pues primeramente gracias y pues le doy gracias a Dios porque este año me dio este MVP y pues significa mucho, significa mucho, me llena de alegría y de entusiasmo de, to de todos los años venir y seguir trabajando duro para poder seguir echando para adelante. Thank you and, and thank God for the chance for me to have won this award. Um, it means a lot and the hard work that we put in throughout the year. It's, it's an honor. Why were you so successful this year? ¿Por qué fuiste tan exitoso este año? Pues, como le dije, todos los, todos los años vengo enfocado en hacer mi trabajo y dar lo mejor de mí. Every single day I come here to work hard and get the best out of my own by myself. So where did you improve the most this year? ¿Dónde mejoraste más este año? Pues, me enfoqué más en la defensa, en mejorar más mi defensa y yeah, my defense. I think my defense, I worked hard for it and I continue to progress on it in the future. Blocking, uh, throwing, tirando, bloqueando. Bueno, me enfoqué más en bloquear y tirar hacia la, tirando hacia la base. Focus more on the blocking and then just being, just throwing more to the bases. What did it mean to win a championship? Que significó ganar un campeonato? Pues significa, para mí significa mucho porque fue mi primer año que gano una championship y me sentí feliz en ganar es, ese, esa temporada. To, to me it was very significant because it was the first time I ever won a championship. So it was, it was very special to us. Where do you want to improve next year? Uh, ¿Dónde quieres mejorar el próximo año? Pues me gustaría seguir mejorando en la defensa, aparte de recibir. I want to continue my defense in, in the receiving part of the of catching. And offensively? En la ofensa? Pues en la ofensiva, pues nada, seguir haciendo swing, 
como vengo, lo, como vengo haciendo y seguir trabajando esa parte y, y ya. Just keep the swing that I already have and just continue to work and do what I've been doing with it. Felicidades. Thank you. It's the second time in as many years that Ronaldo Hernandez has been recognized. He also was the MVP on the Princeton team. And speaking of Princeton, probably the most recognizable high-rising prospect in the game right now is Wander Franco. Special talent, uh, and he's been mentored by Jose Ramirez back home. And uh, they actually have a very similar look to them in terms of physique. Uh, through Manny Navarro, I spoke with Wander about what it meant to win the MVP in Princeton, and he also won it for the entire Appy League. Bueno, en verdad significa bastante para mí porque primer año quedé quedé MVP gracias a Dios y en verdad me lo merezco porque desde chiquito vengo trabajando duro, ¿me entiendes? Y y nada, estamos aquí le doy muchas gracias a Dios por permitirme estar aquí. Thank God for the opportunity that God gave me to to, to have this opportunity um, and to be able to win the MVP. It's definitely an honor, and I'm very just happy to be here. Why were you so successful this year? ¿Por qué fuiste tan exitoso este año? Bueno, porque me entiende, uno, primera parte, Dios primero, que Dios siempre está ahí para lo, entiende, para lo que, que nos ayuda siempre, pues, y trabajar fuerte siempre para cuando estemos ready para jugar, y me entiende, todo eso. I just always got to give the, the, the praise to God. I mean, he's given me the opportunity to be out on this field and um, always got to work hard, got to work strong to, to be able to be out on the field and um, it's, it's a good time. Where did you improve this year? Donde mejoraste más este, este año? Bueno, mejoré ya en la temporada, me entiendo, porque ahí reconocí, reconocí varios picheos, cómo ajustarse, cómo hacer el ajuste, me entiende, al enfocarse y eso, todo eso. Uh, just the baseball life, having to travel, having to, to work every single day and to grind it out. It's, it's something that I learned to have the full year with. On the field? In the campo? In the campo, in the campo, in the temporada. What did it mean to play for a championship? ¿Qué significó jugar para un campeonato? Bueno, nunca he jugado, me entiende, un campeonato y a la poca entrada. Me sentí un poco nervioso y eso, por eso es parte del deporte y me gustó en verdad jugar el campeonato porque muy, muy, ahí se ve el progreso que tú, me entiendes, que tú, que tú llevas la temporada. I've never been in a championship game before, so at the beginning I was a little nervous, but as the game went on you kind of relaxed a little bit, but it gives you an idea of the, the competitiveness of the game. Where do you want to improve next year? ¿Dónde quieres mejorar el próximo año? Bueno, yo ahora mismo tengo mi meta en Bowling Green, que es clase a corta, y de ahí terminar en la fuerte con Dios adelante. Yeah, um, hopefully I'll be at Bowling Green and then just finish the year off strong. Felicidades. Gracias. That's Wander Franco. Certainly appreciate the help from one Manny Navarro, and uh, I'm sure that we'll be hearing a lot from Wander in coming seasons. Now, Jared Sandberg is the manager in Durham, where they won a AAA championship, and Jared also was with the Rays for their final series at Tropicana Field. So um, I spoke with Jared a little bit about winning that AAA title. Now that he's had some time to kind of digest it, they went back-to-back championships, certainly a uh, tremendous, tremendous year in AAA. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible with uh, the roster turnover that we had and, and I think um, with the personnel, uh, new coaching staff as well, I mean, there was a lot of pressure on everybody to, to try and repeat early on in the season, but I think once everybody kind of settled into their roles and 
um, we just started playing baseball. It was uh, it was pretty special, and, and to be there at the end of the season and going through that whole process and uh, just getting to the getting the opportunity to have a chance to repeat and then play the way we did in the playoffs and play the games that we did. It was. Uh, it was, uh, it, was, it was pretty emotional, but it was, it was an ultimate high as well. Was it almost apropos that you guys won playing a bullpen game in the game five against Scranton? <laughs> I, um, I mean, we had, we had plenty of those, and those, those happen a lot in the minor leagues. But, um, you know, opener, you know, bullpen day, whatever it may be, I mean, that's kind of what we planned. That was the strength of our, of our team as well. So to be able to do that, uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool too. 23 guys have been rookies on the big league club at some point. I would guess that you probably have as much pride as in that and contributing to a winning team here as you do in the championship you won. Yeah, I mean, it makes it more more special too. But you know, the other key part to winning the, the championship was getting those guys to the big leagues and then the players that we got that from AA and from A-ball that came up and helped us throughout the season. And, and at the end of the season, um, it just shows you the depth within our organization. And we have – a lot of depth uh, with some talented players. Well, you had the the player of the year by the end of the season. You had the reliever of the year um, in the organization. I mean, that's saying something about both Nate Lowe and Colin Pochet. Yeah, they had tremendous seasons. And uh, from where they started to to where uh, they were able to end the season and uh, the season that they had, I mean, it, it was really, really fantastic. I mean, for, for guys to go three levels in our organization doesn't happen very often and have the guys that, that did that this year um, was 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 pretty special. It just shows you the, the the season that they had. And there were some guys who may have been considered prospects at the beginning of the year, like Joe McCarthy, who was hurt a good portion of the season, and then he gets a home run in the deciding game five in his hometown of Scranton, which I'm sure had to be pretty gratifying for him too. What a huge boost! You know, once we got him back um, from a health standpoint, he was a huge part to us finishing the season strong and going through the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what better way to, to end a season and cap a season than hitting a, a, a really, really important home run uh, in a championship game in front of your home fans. And I know he was with us very early in the year. In fact, uh, on opening day was Rob Snyder, And he also, it sounded like, finished the season very strong against an organization that he had a lot of experience with in the Yankees affiliate. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can go back against uh, you know a team that he was drafted by and brought up and uh, kind of hammer him like he did, I mean, he had a tremendous postseason for us and uh, a huge part of what we did. Um, you know, he's got the experience. He's got you know uh, you know the ability to, to put a team on his back with with his bat, and uh, he did that for us for majority of those games. You had a lot of guys who were called up, and I guess the hardest part about the end of a season is a it ends and b that there are some guys who you can't you've got to say hey wait till next year or wait till spring or how difficult is that to have those conversations I've got to imagine that's probably the toughest part of being a AAA manager yeah, t- tough conversations happen all the time but uh, that was one of the more difficult ones and some of the, sometimes the guys don't even want to talk about it uh, we did have some conversations with some of those guys to let them know where they stand and uh, congratulate them on tremendous seasons but there was no call up uh, it is a difficult conversation but some of those guys that we had those conversations with they're, they'll be in the mix next year and part of that is because you know with the minor league awards and you look at the system and er- almost everybody was either in the playoffs or competing for a playoff spot that and, and you probably can attest to this having been in this organization for so long this is the deepest the organization may ever have been up and down yeah i mean we talk about you know how winning helps at the, at the minor league level and uh more so this year than than any other year uh and the success we had i mean that 
you know, to make major league or develop major league caliber players is very, very important. But now we're developing winning major league caliber players throughout our organization, and, and uh, just it's just contagious. And now you see all of uh, the young guys that come up here and are able to help the big league team, you know, win some games and play meaningful games here at the end of the season. Uh, it's important for us, you know. For, from a standpoint of going forward, I mean, there's uh, a lot of young, talented players here. Um, there's there's some sustainability here with this roster. And the Rays did win three minor league titles. The Dominican Summer League in Durham, where Jared Sandberg was managing, and also in Bowling Green. Craig Albernaz's club won 97 games, including the playoffs. That's the most in the Rays system. And uh, Albie has been in Instructional League for the past couple of weeks. So we spoke by phone about what it meant to win another title and have that kind of year. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a fun year for sure. Obviously, winning uh, ninety games regular season and with the postseason ninety seven games. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, the the kids were great. Uh, it was fun to watch them grow all year. What made the uh, what what stood out to you about the playoff run? Uh, I mean, it, what stood out to me was how everyone contributed. It was someone different every night. Um, that we stressed the little things all year, where it was base running. Um, catching the ball, throwing the ball to the right back, just all those little things that these that these kids at this level need to need to get a grasp on before they they move up. I mean, obviously we have some some really talented players as far as impacting the ball and, and especially on the mound. And so we knew we were going to hit some home runs and doubles, but when it comes time for playoffs, you know those little things are going to matter. And it, it was very prevalent in the first series where our base running was huge, very aggressive base running, taking the extra bag especially in those tight games and those get into the second round. And then the second round, it was just someone different uh, every night was offensively. Let's get the big hit. It wasn't just one person carrying us. Um, and definitely our, our starting pitching was outstanding, outstanding, which set up our bullpen and, and uh, gave me and our pitching coach Brian Reed the liberty of the kind of piece in the back end of the game much easier. You had also, I mean, several individuals who on Friday won awards. Um Let's touch on some of those, beginning with your MVP and Ronaldo Hernandez. Yeah, you know, uh, we had very a lot of guys in consideration for that MVP. I mean, we you can make a case for you know three guys, but Ronnie, just how we, you know, doing the bulk of the work behind the plate was huge working with our pitching, and then obviously his offensive numbers jump out at you. Um, he was a, a constant in the middle of our lineup all year. Uh, I mean, like I keep on talking about, you know, every time we talk uh, about Ronnie this year is just the maturation process. Of, uh, I mean, especially during the playoff run, uh, he was fully invested just like he was all year in the pitching and just getting those guys through their innings. Um, if it was a starter or a leaver, uh, it, was, it was just fun to watch. Uh, blocked, blocked really well, um, and he posted, posted every game. And offensively, he had some huge hits, you know, with 21 home runs. Finished at 280 and just just shy of uh, you know 80 RBIs, but for him to do what he did, especially the pre-position behind the plate, was impressive. And you mentioned there were certainly guys who competed with him for that award. I mean, the base runner of the year wasn't with you the last portion, but then came back for the playoffs in Vidal Brujan. How explosive, how special a kid was he? Uh, he was outstanding. Uh, being in Hudson Valley with him last year, he was still raw, uh, learning how to. You know, play the game, win the run, because he has a you know explosive speed, and he's a game changer on the bases. But it was at certain times where I wouldn't say he thought he was invisible, but he thought he could outrun a lot of balls. <laughs> um, you know, and so as he got so last year, we had you know it was a constant with him talking with him and 
slowing down the game, and it was this year in Bowling Green. You know, it was the same thing where, you know, each, you know, every few games, a new situation would come about that we had to talk to him about, and he, and he took it and ran with it. Uh, he slowed the game down. We keep talking about the maturation process with Ronaldo. It was the same thing with Bruhan on the bases. Uh, I mean, he scored over 100 runs. Uh, I think it was like 115, sold numerous bases, uh, 55, I believe, on the year. Um, you know, to do that and to get on base and score runs is huge. You know, someone has to cross the plate, and it's the same guy all the time. That's a good thing. But um, but just how he's the amplitude that he has, you know, become on, on the bases and the playing the game, it's been really impressive. It's been a, it's it's been a team effort. You know, with all the coordinators coming to town, um, you know, everyone that's that's touched these guys, especially Bruhan. Uh, it's just it's just very rewarding to see a, a kid like him, you know, get this award. You know, a couple of the other kids who won awards were college kids. Taylor Walls was the organization's defensive player of the year, and that's saying something the way this organization uh, focuses on defense. Yeah, I mean, we have, I mean, it's like you talk about every week, the amount of position player prospects we have in this organization up and down is impressive, and for him to get recognized for that award, especially with all the shortstops we have, is, is a testament to his hard work. Um, he brings it every day. His throwing program is very meticulous. He works on all his throws. When it comes time for the game, it's, it's, it, he doesn't have to search for it. The, the hard work's been put in. Um, his ground ball routine, every day he gets after it. Um, he never takes a day off. So for him to, to get this award, is just you know, it's all his hard work comes to fruition. Um, he's sneaky athletic, too. Um, he's just a ground ball converter. Any ground ball that, that's in his general direction, you know, he usually converts it to an out. Uh, not to mention he has the same heartbeat no matter what. As the game speeds up, no matter the situation, he stays the same. He's a constant. And that's, and that's a great trait to have, especially as you move up. It certainly is. And then the uh, Eric Walker Community Award winner was uh, Carl Chester. And obviously that means not only is he producing on the field, but more so off it too. What kind of kid was he for you? He's an unbelievable kid. Uh, just, just like all these, all these kids are. But you know, Chester is a great clubhouse guy. You never know if he's having a bad day, a good day. Um, he just sees the same fun-loving kid all the time. Likes to have a good time. Loves to play. He just loves to be around the guys. Be around the. He's a great teammate. Always trying to pick somebody else up. Um, and he always goes out of his way, you know, to talk to the fans, sign autographs for the kids, playing catch with the kids, um, signing up for the camps and all that stuff. He's just, you know, he's been raised very well. His parents are great. Um, so it's no surprise that, you know, that Carl got this award. He's just a great, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how great of a kid he is, his teammate. And for me, it was just a pleasure to be around him and pretty much all these guys in Bowling Green. Albie, I know you're now in Instructional League, which, you know, kind of allows for some individual uh, work with kids. What is uh, anything that stood out to you in your time there? And is it just kind of how many of the kids that you – managed or are you now getting to see do a little more work yeah i mean it's just you know uh the program down here is very individualized so it's good to see these kids you know work on what they need to work on you know to get to the big leagues and and to uh you know to clear out their path as they move along um and like like i talked about earlier the amount of quality ball players we have and stars of the prospects we have is impressive even it was good to see the guys that we just drafted um, some really good players on here: Tyler Frank, Cusa, uh, uh, Fort Proctor. I didn't get to see Franco. How you know how how much he he's improved, and even Jeffrey Mate. So it's good to see these guys down here, and the staff down here is getting after it. 
um, they're trying to get these try to get these kids better in and the the energy and intensity level that these kids are bringing every day um, is outstanding. I mean, it's hot down here. It's, there's no way around mm-hmm. it. It's tough. To, it's tough to hide from the heat. But these kids don't complain. They're out here just trying to get better and getting after it. So it, to, to be down here and just to see and be a part of, of what's going on and shape this organization the way it's, the way it's going, um, it's just fun to be a part of it. Albie, you played in the organization for several years. You've now coached and managed for several years. Is the organization as deep as you've ever seen it? A hundred percent, yeah. Um, we always had premium players, some really good prospects, even when I was a player, but just the the amount um, of players we have up and down the organization is, I've I've rarely, I haven't, I, I was tough to recall even teams we played against. Um, and other organizations have this. It's it was fun all year to talk to other managers, other staff, see the box score, just all, all these guys just competing and putting up some really gaudy numbers. Um, and to even see the guys we just drafted and the young Latin guys we signed that are coming up, that are coming up through the minor leagues now in, in the short season level. I mean, it, it looks like the train is not stopping. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely. The, the most packed and talented the organization has been, in, in my opinion. Albie, great stuff. Congrats on a terrific year. Um, enjoy your off season, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Neil. Always a pleasure, my man. Good stuff from Albie. Good stuff from all the guests on our show today. And we certainly appreciate them being part of our first off season podcast. I know very shortly after the off season has begun, but there's also probably a lot of work to be done. And hopefully, you're going to be enjoying the the postseason matchups. Um, be they wild card, be they divisional playoffs. We'll probably have our next podcast right around the time that the divisional playoffs are nearing a close. Um, I still in the American League, and that's the league I feel most comfortable giving predictions about. I think that Houston and Boston are the two best teams. Will they advance to the ALCS? I'm not sure, but I think it would make for the best matchup. We'll see how it plays out. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the baseball wherever you've been. If you have ideas or thoughts, things you want to hear on the podcast, you can either tweet me at Neil Solons or at Rays Radio, and I'll be happy to listen to your thoughts and hopefully incorporate them into a future show. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk with you soon.